Bidzy's Small Business Society, number 33. You're listening to Bidzy's Small Business Society. I'm Rob Beresoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy's Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Welcome everyone to another episode of Bidzy's Small Business Society. I am lucky today to be joined by the Executive National Vice President of Arbonne, Valerie Edwards. Valerie went from running a daycare 13 years ago to operating a global multi-million dollar a year business. She's had a bumpy ride physically and will learn about the mental side in embracing and overcoming some of those challenges. I want to talk more about her work in Guatemala as well. She's making a real impact on those around her. We welcome Valerie Edwards. Valerie, can you tell us more about yourself and what it is that you do? Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I have been so with... So glad you could join us, Valerie. Thanks. Thank you. I've been with Arbonne for 14 years this March. And prior to, to Arbonne, I ran a licensed daycare business out of my home. And um, I had struggled with acne off and on most of my life and was looking for something to clear up my skin, invited to a presentation and heard all about Arbonne for the first time, was really impressed, got on product, fell in love with them, and then was introduced to the business side of Arbonne and made the decision to jump in with both feet, really not realizing what I was getting involved in. Um, I thought it would be a cute little business, but it was something that very quickly turned into becoming a very lucrative business for myself and my family. And not only did it provide financially for my family back you know, back then when my girls were very young, uh, but it also put me in a position to feel like for the first time in my life, I'm living and walking in, in my purpose, like I'm doing what I'm called to do through some of the work I'm able to do using Arbonne as my vehicle. So very, very, very blessed to be a part of a, of a company as amazing as Arbonne. Like you said, it's been fairly lucrative. And on my computer right now, on my screen, I actually am looking at the uh, independent consultant compensation summary. And there are some impressive numbers there, and especially for the national vice president, uh, are you are you falling into this uh, the top fifty average or potentially? I am. High? I'm actually currently number forty nine income earner in our company, and um, it's actually by the time they get the numbers out the next time, I'll I'll be higher than that, just because I I had a pretty good size pay raise this last. Uh, December. So um, it's it's been very lucrative. And, you know, when I came into this business, I wanted money in my checking account with nowhere for it to go. <laughs> and I didn't have big dreams of, you know, doing all the things that I'm doing now. But, you know, it's one of those things that once you get into it and you're able to check off all the things that you wanted for yourself and your family, your dreams kind of grow. And that's exactly what happened. And now I'm in a position that with one of my Arbonne paychecks, I can pay college tuition for all three of my children with a one month paycheck. Wow. So very, very blessed. <laughs> I won't get into the exact number, but if you uh, just Google Valerie Edwards Arbonne, uh, you, everyone has access to these, uh, these compensation reports. And again, very impressive numbers. So Valerie, take us back. You're 25. What went off in your head when you decided to uh, make this very fruitful leap into Arbonne? 
You know, I found myself doing in-home daycare. I was watching eight daycare children plus my two daughters at the time. So 10 kids in my home, five days a week, up to 12 hours a day. And Riley and Addison, even though they were home with me, I was a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't really able to give them all the time and attention that I wanted to. I found myself at 25 years old in my basement, living paycheck to paycheck, someday my life away, looking for something, never imagining that that something would come in a form of, you know, network marketing. And, um, you know, when I made the decision to to jump into the business, never imagined it would, you know, go, go any further than me making a few hundred dollars extra a month or, you know, me being able to get a discount on my products. But it was one of those things that once you got further in the business and you really, you know, embraced the culture and you took advantage of every event there was. And, you know, I would borrow the belief of those that went before me in our company and they painted this big picture of what was possible and they believed in me and, you know, would say, breathe life into me and hope that, you know, it was possible for someone like me. And so I wanted to fill those shoes. I wanted to be that person that they thought that I was. And I, I really do believe that by having someone supportive of me and showing me what was possible, that that was really that was big for someone like me. I come from a small town where, you know, you are taught, go to high school, go to college, get your degree, get a good job. Well, you know, in my life, I was 19 years old when I got married and 21 when I had my first daughter, 23 when I had my second. Uh, we adopted my son, Mateo, at age 30. And, you know, I kind of went through a little bit different process than what was typical. But in a small town, I think sometimes they you know, puts you in this box of, you know, what your life should look like. And I was definitely by getting involved in, in network marketing and being successful in network marketing, it was a little bit out of the out of the norm of what people, you know, had thought would be possible, you know, coming from a small town like Payola. You just use the word someday and I've I've read it a few times on your website. Can you explain a little bit more for somebody who might might be doing that right now? They might be sitting in their basement or they might be at their nine to five job right now, someday. What does that really mean? Well, I I found myself saying things like, Well, someday when we have enough money, I'll put money back for the kids' college educations. Or someday when we have enough money, we'll go on a family vacation. The thing is, is someday is never gonna come unless you do something about it. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to always get what you've always gotten. Nothing will change in your life unless you change something. For someday in your life away, I think people are waiting for, you know, their big moment. But the thing is, is you have to go out there and you have to get it. If you want to change your life, you have to change it. Ed McMahon is not going to come knocking at your door. You know, <laughs> you've got to go out there. You have to work for what you want. Valerie, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've had to overcome in launching your Arbonne business? Help those aspiring Arboners understand what you really went through. Well, I think that there's a few things. Um, early on in my business, some of the challenges that I experienced were, you know, leaving my family when my daughters were at a young age and feeling that guilt as a mom of, you know, leaving my girls and, you know, my husband who, you know, he had a full-time job and he had worked all day and he came home and, you know, he had to take care of the girls and, you know, I had to leave because I had to go to Arbonne presentations and that was hard. It was, you know, a lot of people use that as an excuse to quit, you know, but for me, I used my why as the reason why I was doing this. And I knew ultimately it was going to, it was going to come back around. So it was tough. It was tough. Even though I was a stay at home mom doing in-home daycare, I wasn't really able to fully be a stay at home mom because I was splitting my time by the eight other children that I was watching. So that was a challenge that I had to, to get over. And I had to realize that, you know, my why was big enough that I was able to, I was willing, 
you know, to exchange time away from the very reason why I was doing this business. And then, you know, later on in my business, I had some of my top leaders in my company leave my business and actually go with another network marketing company. They brought over hundreds of people from Arbonne and other teams as well as my own to their new company. And it was devastating. It was devastating because I think in our business, we build relationships and friendships. And I was very much blindsided. And there was, you know, it was it was very tough. And it, it took, you know, a few months to really, a good six months probably to really get things back on track and, you know, let everyone know that, you know, Arbonne is great and we're doing great. And, you know, people are going to quit all the time. And I think as long as, you know, as long as I've been with Arbonne, for 14 years, I've realized that people are going to come in and out of the business. You're going to have people that, um, you know, are, are, they want it. They want what this business provides all day long, but they're not willing. They're not willing to do it. And for me, like I, when I made the decision to do Arbonne and I signed that application for me, I signed up in my head and my heart. And I think a lot of times people, you know, sign up in their head, like with the intention of doing it and they want it but they're really not willing to do what it's going to take. And for me, I was very much attracted to the culture as well as the products and everything else. It was everything that I was attracted to. So, you know, another big challenge that I had in my business was when I was 33 years old, I'm 39 now, so six years ago, I actually had a mini stroke in the middle of an Arbonne presentation when wow. I was out of state. Wow. And for three and a half months could not work my business physically. And you know, it really helped me to get my why a little stronger because, and to be more passionate about network marketing and why more people need to get involved because I found that, you know what, I had prepared for impact all those years ago, not realizing that I would have a business that would provide for my family and I when we needed it the very most. I wasn't able to physically work my business for those three and a half months while I was recovering, but my husband had quit his job all those years prior. He was able to stay home be home to take care of me and the children. I had a business that continued to bring in recurring income. So even though I physically wasn't working, my teams were continuing to work to build their businesses. So I was making commissions on their sales. So, you know, although that was a challenge, it really became, you know, a huge part of why I do this business and why I'm so passionate about sharing it with other people. Because I think everybody, you know, they go through life, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, or they go through life just living in their, you know, their own little bubble. And they're not thinking about bigger. They're not thinking about what if something were to happen one day, you know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to always get what you've always gotten. Nothing will change in your life unless you change something. And, you know, I think that what people need to realize is that, you know, everything is not going to always be perfect. And the times that I have grown the most is when I've experienced my biggest setbacks. I've become the person I always dreamed that I could be, and even more than that. And, you know, I think that, you know, my challenges and the adversities that I've had to go through have really helped shape me to become the leader that I am today for my team. Having a stroke, but realizing that you didn't have that stress, you still had that freedom to, you know, take care of your commitments, your obligations and your family with that powerful network that you created. You talk about your why. So let's talk about that a little bit more. What is your why? You talked about your compensation, but what's your why? Get us in your head. Why is it so great to be an entrepreneur? Well, when I started my business, I was taught to make a list of the 21 reasons why I wanted to do Arbonne. And so I did that. 
And they were things like I wanted to pay off debt. I wanted to be able to save for my kids' college. I wanted to, you know, be able to go on vacations every year. I wanted to go shopping when I needed to. I wanted to buy groceries when we needed them. And I didn't want to have to wait until we got paid. It was things like that. And over the years, I was able to check off literally every single one of my list of 21 reasons why. And I've actually had to redo them a few times since then because I've always been able to achieve them. So, you know, my why now is I want to be able to leave a legacy for future generations. I want to be able to, when I, it is my time and I, and I pass on, I want to be able to, you know, walk into heaven and have God say, well done, my good and faithful servant, well done. I want to be able to change, <laughs> to know that I have changed the lives of thousands of people and that people, you know, remember my name because I made some type of an imprint in their life. For me, you know, you can't take it with you. You can't take, you know, a big house and a beautiful car and all those things with you. But, you know, something that you can take is knowing that you left a legacy and that you that you changed lives. And so my why now is to, to make an impact on as many people as I can, whether that be, you know, to provide a family that's on my team the opportunity to be able to earn a free vacation through, you know, their sales, you know, and successes in Arvon, whether it be that they, you know, are able to pay off all of their debt, whether it be they're able to send their kids to, to college like I'm able to, um, or, you know, whether they're able to, you know, be inspired by something that I've done and want to become a better person themselves because of it. I mean, I do a lot of work in Guatemala, um, mission work and things like that. And I know that a lot of people have have heard about it and watched it kind of on the sidelines and then want to get involved and they'll come with me on a mission trip and, you know, they make a decision to, to come, but then they go home and they're, they're a changed person. And it's little things like that. And I know that that's why, like, I have no problem saying, like, I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm doing what I was called to do. I, I use Arbon, you know, as a way for me to be able to, it's, it's my vehicle. It's my vehicle to be able to not only live the life that I choose to live, but to be able to pay it forward by sharing with other people how they too can do the exact same thing if they're willing, you know, to put their time in and and then really step into their greatness. I mean, I believe that we all were created to do amazing things in our lives. It's just sometimes people let life's challenges, you know, become the reason to not do something. Whereas the ones that I believe that are the most successful have used those exact same challenges and use that to help catapult them. So, you know, every one of us are gonna have stuff that happens to us. It's what you do with what happens to you that counts. And, you know, for me, I think the most inspiring stories, the ones that have the greatest challenges, you have to have a test before you have a testimonial. And, you know, I definitely have grown a rubber butt over the years. I've, <laughs> I've been knocked down many times, but it's like I said, it's, it's when those adversities have, you know, come up, it's, it's really hard sometimes to feel like you um, can get out of it. You feel like you're, you know, walking through tar sometimes and, you know, your, your wheels are spinning and you start questioning yourself and that, you know, that negative, you know, self-talk, you know, starts to eat away at you and your belief. But, you know, I just go back to, you know, trying to get my head in the right place, the right frame of mind. I, I am very much into personal development. And when I start catching myself, you know, talking negatively or, you know, second guessing myself or my own belief, I go back to like, I've just learned to like snap out of it and get a personal development book, read it, go through it. And then, you know, whatever it is that I'm dealing with at that time, I've read, I mean, literally hundreds and hundreds of books over 14 years. And I go to a book that I know that is kind of a go-to book for belief or a go-to book on leadership or something like that. And that's really helped me. 
you talk about that impact. You talk about leaving that legacy. Valerie, talk more about your work in Guatemala. Well, I adopted my son, Mateo, from Guatemala. He came home in August of 2010 after three and a half years of bringing, trying to bring him home. He was one of the 5,000 babies in process of being adopted when Guatemala shut down adoptions. He became part of the Guatemala 900 for the 900 kids that were still left there in 2008. And he was one of the last hundred or so to actually come home, uh, even though there's currently no adoption process in Guatemala. So at the time, there was about 6,000 children a year being adopted from Guatemala um, into the United States. And when Guatemala shut down adoptions, you know, it they, and they still are shut down, um, all of these children are left to grow up in orphanages or on the streets and sometimes much worse. And so because of that, I knew that I wanted to do something to be able to help I uh, would go and travel and visit Mateo over six times during that three and a half year period to get to know him before I brought him home, just because it was taking so long. And um, during that time, I got to know some of the other kids at the orphanage where he grew up. And I knew that, you know, those children most likely would grow up in an orphanage and would not have the same opportunity as Mateo. So I felt called to be able to do something to help. And that's when a few months after, or a few years actually after he came home, I decided to lead a mission trip, and um, it was it was on my bucket list. I wanted to go on a mission trip, so I I just organized it. Honestly, I didn't have intention of it really becoming a non for profit and all the things that we've done, but it was really just for me to go on a, a mission trip and to be able to help. But you can't go once. You can't go once and and meet those kids and you know your hearts just oh they just melt when you're around them and, and not of course want to you want you want to try and have that lasting impact that you talked about right yes yes and so you know for me I initially started my non for profit to be able to help fund the orphanage where my son grew up they actually contacted me letting them know that they were no longer receiving support from an, uh, an adoption agency out of the states that was supporting them at the time. Mm-hmm. They no longer were able to continue to send them money, and they asked if I could help. So let me stop you for a sec, Valerie. What would happen in the case that they would lose their funding? The place shuts down and the kids are on the street. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly what would happen. They would shut down. It's a privately owned and operated orphanage, so these children would then be dispersed into larger government-run orphanages, or much worse. So... Yeah, I mean, in a matter of two days, I threw together a sponsorship program, just honestly kind of winging it, and we were able to collect enough money in two days um, and commitments monthly that that money could pay the rent. And then over time, we now have over 250 sponsors a month that could donate anywhere from $25, some donate $100 a month. I have one that donates $300 a month. And then that money helps us pay, you know, the rent on the beautiful home that we just moved him into. It pays all the nanny fees, their food, electricity. Uh, And then I lead what we call mission of love trips, where uh, we have six a year that go to Guatemala. And we bring in, there's around 300 people a year that are going on these trips. And then they then become sponsors themselves. They come home. They share it with other people. They Most of our mission trip attendees actually will come multiple times, and they've grown to love our children. And we've gotten so much support over the years. We've actually actually expanded for the Love Mateo and started supporting outreach programs within Guatemala. So we'll be, you know, serving, you know, food to the homeless. That's actually a new one that we're going to be starting to do this this June. We helped build a school in San Bartolome. Um, I 
team in December of 2014 raised over $40,000, $30,000 of it in two months. Uh, the other $10,000 we raised over you know a six-month period of time. Uh, but we were able to build a school uh, that helps support, you know, children and even adults in their community of San Bartolome. And, um, you know, we will go there multiple times. We'll provide Christmas. We'll provide, you know, whatever it is that they need. Um, we also have other outreach missions, Village of Hope, that we support the bunk bed project where we bring in bunk beds to families that don't have beds. You'll have an entire family sleeping on one bed. And so we'll go into these homes with tin roofs and dirt floors and uh, you know, bring in a bed where literally these children's eyes light up. They, you know, hop up on their bed and they're so proud of it. And, you know, for $220 to be able to provide a bunk bed with bedding for children that some of my own, you know, my own kids take for granted that they get to go to bed every night in a, in a warm bed by themselves. They don't have to share it with mom, dad, siblings, grandma, grandpa, you know. So it's it's just amazing when I look back at how, you know, the challenge that I had when I started my adoption and, you know, it taking three and a half years and like being my heart being torn into pieces because I was losing out on that time with my son. I now know that I had to go through that. So my heart would grow and I'd want to, you know, get more involved in Guatemala. It was those trips back and forth that really helped my heart to become more connected to Guatemala. And because of that, you know, we've been able to do what we've been able to do now with my non-for-profit. Fantastic story. Uh, I just, you know, I'm just reminded of the quote, just be that change you wish to see in the world. It sounds like you decided you said in two days to create a network and just find that support and launch this thing. Is that right? That's exactly right. Yeah, not having any idea. I mean, I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even know I was going to become a non-for-profit eventually. It was just like a, a kind of a spur of the moment thing. But I think that, you know, when you follow, when you feel that tug, that you're supposed to be doing something more, you should follow it. Okay, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Thinking about starting your own podcast? You need podcastrepairman.com. Lack the technical know-how to create your own podcast? We are currently experiencing technical problems. Please sit You need podcastrepairman.com. Not enough time in your day to produce a great podcast? You need podcastrepairman.com. No matter what your need, the Podcast Repairman is here to help. Visit podcastrepairman.com today. Go to podcastrepairman.com, include the word Bidzy in your message, and save the $295 setup fee. Now, I want to switch gears a little bit here. Valerie, are you still selling Arbonne? Yes, very much so. I'm very involved in the business. I, I'm only 39 years old. I've been in Arbonne for 14 years. You know, if I stopped working my business and selling and sponsoring, then it would be all about me. But... For me, like part of my mission is to be able to give back and help as many people as I can. So by me going out there and continuing to grow and work my business, you know, obviously, yeah, I mean, when I believe that when you have more, you can do more, be more and give more. So, yes, my checks will increase. All those things will continue to happen. But that's that doesn't get that's not what gets me out of bed each day. What gets me out of bed each day is to know that there are many other people just like me where I was 14 years ago that are going to bed every single night, crying and praying over their finances, wondering how they're going to be able to get through the week or get through the month. 
And I'm looking for those people that want to make a difference in, you know, their own family's life. And then as they are able to do that, just like I was, you know, they'll realize that, you know what, now once you have more, you can do more, be more and give more and, you know, pay it forward and give back and change the lives of other people. So yes, I, I very much am continuing to share our bond with whomever, you know, I come into contact with. And, um, you know, I, I love growing my business. I love launching new people. And yeah, that's a huge part of, of what I do. So how are you finding these people? You know, everyday life, to me, our bond is just part of who I am now. So, you know, I could have a conversation, to be honest with you, at someone at a, with someone at a grocery store, and I could figure out a way to tie Arbon into the conversation. I, you know, <laughs> moms that I meet with my sons, you know, at my son's uh, sporting events. I mean, I built a, a relationship with one of the moms that my son played flag football with, and I just, a few weeks ago, had posted a video that I of me sharing my Arbon story. She watched that. I had no idea that she'd even watch it. I just posted it on my page. And from that, I actually had three different people contact me wanting to start their Arbon business. And she was one of those people. I, I barely knew her only through, you know, my son's flag football games. Valerie, I recently took on a coach, you know, it's so great to have that support to look forward to that sharp mind and that person who is where I really want to be and can can get me there. Valerie, for you, why is it so important to have a coach to to help you navigate through the world of business? Well, my coach is my upline and those that have built a successful Arbon business before me. So I actually do not personally hire outside coaches. I only uh, work with those that have built successful Arbonne businesses. So um, I do think that it's important to have the support of your upline. I think it's important to be able to, you know, have someone to go to for advice. Um, you know, you wouldn't go if you were building a successful, you know, real estate empire, you're not going to go talk to, you know, the founder of a local fast food restaurant, you're going <laughs> to want to go talk to, you know, Donald Trump, you're going to talk to somebody that's built a successful real estate empire. So for me, you know, if you want to build a successful Arbon business, you need to go to somebody that has done that. And, you know, in, in my business, I believe that you should be coached by somebody that has done that. And um, that's the way that our business structure is. You have an upline for that. You reach up to your upline and they're going to help, you know, provide you with the information that you need to, to grow your business and to become successful. And then, you know, it's our job as an upline ourselves to then pass that on to our downline so then they you know, can be inspired and they can be coached and trained. And, um, you know, our business is all about duplication. So I think, you know, having a coach is very important. But in my eyes, my coaches, my upline are those that have, you know, built successful businesses before me. Absolutely. I think we're talking about the exact same thing. It's just having that community or that network of support. Yes. Valerie, I'm at the point in the show where I want to ask you a few questions so that our listeners can get to know a little bit more about you on a personal level. Are you ready? Yeah. What type of cell phone do you use? I use an iPhone 6. What type of car do you drive? I drive a white Mercedes-Benz GL. It's our company car. When you become a vice president, they pay for your Mercedes. And Ooh, because wow. I have <laughs> I have three kids that all have lots of friends, I like the bigger vehicle, so it holds seven. And it's just, I love being in a big car. I'm a, I'm a, I'm pretty small. I'm 5'2", but I love being in a big, a big vehicle. <laughs> That's some pretty good incentive from Arbonne. <laughs> yes. Sure. You've done a lot of traveling, but do you have a favorite vacation spot? Well, I have to say... 
two. I have Hawaii because we go there every year. I think I've been there 12 times, paid for by Arvon. We go every January <laughs> as a national vice president. They send you and your spouse to, to Hawaii. And then my other, I, it's vacation slash, you know, mission, but I love Guatemala. It's my second home. And um, I love Antigua, Guatemala. It's actually, many people do travel there for vacation. It's just absolutely beautiful cobblestone roads. It reminds me a little bit of Florence, Italy, just in the, the architecture, um, but just beautiful, beautiful culture. So I would say it would be between Maui, Hawaii and Antigua, Guatemala. Do you have a favorite food? Yes. <laughs> One of my favorite foods, especially recently, um, is they're called arepas. They are, it's a Venezuelan, uh, it's almost like kind of like a tortilla and then you can stuff it with anything. I, my favorite to stuff it with is chicken and I love avocados. I could eat avocados a couple a day if I could, but um, I, I love them. So arepas are actually my very favorite food right now. Are you reading a specific book right now? I read probably about six to seven books at all times. I know that sounds so weird, but I have three to four on my nightstand. I have, you know, a few in my bathroom, a few on my desk, and I read a chapter or so, you know, whenever I'm sitting down or before I go to bed or when I wake up. So, um, and it, so it's going to kind of vary. Right now I'm reading a book called Soup by John Gordon, J-O-N Gordon. And um, it's amazing. It just talks about how, you know, you create the culture that you want within your organization, you know, based on the person that stirs the soup and which is you. So right now that's probably one of my favorite books because that's the one that I'm, you know, really getting a lot out of and passing on to my team. Do you have a favorite podcast? Well, right now I, I've been doing a lot on SoundCloud. So I'm, I'm actually, you were one of the very first people that introduced me to podcasts. That's something <laughs> right. I'm going to start uh, listening to. It'll be on my, my list. I've kind of gotten techie over the years and I listen to lots of SoundClouds, but I will um, add listening to podcasts on my list now. I love this question and I love the responses I get to this. Do you love to win or hate to lose and why? Okay, I'm going to be honest here. I love to win. I don't like to lose. I, I think that sometimes failure serves a purpose because you learn from it. But ultimately, you know, someone's idea of losing and another person's idea of losing are two different things. For me, sometimes losing is a good thing because it, I'm going to learn something through that and become better, you know, as I grow. But um, when it comes to like games and things like that, of course, I love to win. And it's just it makes me feel good. And it makes me want to, you know, do better. And you know, when I do lose, or if I fail, which I have, it, you know, it just makes me want to push forward and, you know, do better the next time so I can, you know, kick their butts later. <laughs> Valerie, you've won with your business, it seems like and you're continuing to win. So let's really make this time our listeners have invested in us worth it. Tell us, what is that one piece of advice you would share about taking that leap, making that change in your life and succeeding as an entrepreneur? I would say that quote that I said early on in this podcast, if you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to always get what you've always gotten and nothing will change in your life unless you change something. So if you're at a place in your life where you're looking for something, if you feel like there's something missing, that you were meant to do more, that you have more inside of you than what you're, than what you're bringing to the table, then that means that there's something out there waiting for you. And, you know, I know that anything in life, you know, that's different than what you're used to is a little scary and it can, you know, provide a little bit of a, a risk uh, factor in a way. But my advice would be to dive in, dive in, because honestly, no matter what you go through, challenges, adversities, any of that stuff, you're going to have pain regardless. You know, you're going to have 
the pain of regret or the pain of getting out there and doing it and having to face your fears. So you might as well at least just dive out there and just do it and figure it out. And you know, the coolest part is it's not even about that arriving moment of getting to vice president or at the top level or whatever of your company. It, when you get to that level, what you do is you look back and you say, you know what, it's the oh, journey. Just reflect on that journey, exactly. Yeah, it's that journey that brought me to that place. Is there an opportunity for our listeners here? Like, how can they get involved with Arbon if they decided they wanted to do that? Absolutely. I would love, you know, if, if anyone wanted to get involved in Arbon that has not heard of it or hasn't already been working with another Arbon consultant, they can contact me directly. I'm very involved on Facebook, EnVP uh, Valerie Edwards. They can message me on my Arbon uh, Facebook page, or uh, they could also email me, or and I have a website, ValerieEdwards.Arbon.com, that they can message me directly on my website, and um, I would love to, you know, talk with anybody and answer any questions that they would have in regards to getting started in their Arbon business, and um, I, I would love that. Valerie, that's it for now, but we'll be in touch. And again, if you want to connect, find her at ValerieEdwards.Arbon.com. Thank you again for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. Thank you so much. Take care. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Thanks for joining me today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Visit Bidzy.com for more information on how you can grow your small business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.